Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our risen and living Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The word of God that we hear this morning is from the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verses 9 to 17. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard from my Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that whatever you ask in the, fa the Father in my name he will give you. These things I command you, that you love one another. So far the word of the Lord. Sanctify us by your truth, O Lord. Your word is truth. Amen. What do farmers expect from their crops? What do mothers hope for their children? And what does God desire for us? The answer to all three questions is the same, isn't it? That they, that we should grow and bear fruit. Jesus speaks about this, especially in verse 16 of our text. I chose you that you should go and bear fruit, and therefore whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. It is God's desire that we grow in his word and bear fruit. The first step, of course, is choosing seed, right? I should probably get one of you guys up here to talk about choosing seed. Any volunteers? I don't really know that much about it, but I imagine it's probably a little bit more complicated than one might think. You've got to decide what plants to plant, and then what variation of that plant, and then there's probably different even variations of the variations, and which company to buy it from, trying try to decide what, what you can which seed you can trust, what's going to be good, what's of good quality. You might even have to kind of decide whether it's worth paying extra for high quality or whether you're better off just buying the cheap seed. I don't know. But I think in general you want good quality seed that you can trust to grow and produce good fruit. The love and grace of our Savior is seen in that he did not choose good quality seed, but rather chose us. I think we can all agree that if his goal is to produce good and bountiful fruit, we might not be the best choice. If we were a seed inside our pack a, a package, the outside of our package probably would not say guaranteed to produce a bountiful harvest. And yet, God chose us in Christ and sent us out 
that good news, that wonderful truth that God chose us anyway despite our failings and our sinfulness is something that the Apostle Paul often turned to and clung to when he was facing difficulties, when he was unsure of his strength and his ability to produce the fruit that God had sent him to do, when he was unsure of his ability to do the calling to which God had called him, he returned to that wonderful wonderful truth that despite what he was, God still chose him. In 1 Corinthians, he reminds us and himself, he's really talking to himself here, I, I was the least of all the apostles, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. Not by my strength or ability, but because of his love. And in Ephesians 3, I am the least of all the saints, and yet God's grace was given to me. He chose me to preach the gospel. When he was struggling with his own failings and his own ineptitude, he returned to God's grace. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. When Paul felt insufficient for the task that God had set ahead of him, he returned to God's grace. Today is Mother's Day, and those of you who are mothers might also find this truth a source of comfort and strength to you. The knowledge that whatever difficulties you might be facing, whatever ineptitudes you may find in yourself, whatever failings you may feel, God has chosen you. You, of course, did not choose your children. They were given to you by God for the most part. Some may, may adopt and have some choice there, but still given by God. And God has appointed you as mother to the, these children. Whatever failings or whatever faults you may have, you can trust that God will give you the strength, the encouragement, whatever it is you need to accomplish that task that he has set before you. It is he who called you, and if you have especially difficult moments or especially difficult children, for whatever reason, especially difficult task as a mother, it's not God's punishment, but God's confidence and grace that he gave you that task. The same, of course, goes for fathers, but since today is Mother's Day, we're going to focus on that. That's true for all of us in whatever calling God has set before us. But even more than this, even more important is the fact that God has chosen us to be his very own children, to live in, under him in his kingdom, and made us members of his heavenly kingdom. God probably would have been wiser to choose better seed, yet in his grace he has chosen us. Ephesians 1, 4, just as he chose us in him that is in Christ before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. After choosing the seed and planting it, you need to, of course, as farmers, give that seed 
everything you can to help it grow. Water and soil and sunshine. I imagine you probably have a lot more control over the choosing and the planting than you do over the watering and, and the sunshine, right? There's some things farmers can do to provide all that the seed needs to grow, but the weather is the weather, and at least so far we haven't been able to get technology that can control it. It's probably a good thing we can't control the weather, although maybe someday. Jesus, of course, however, has far more control over giving us all that we need to grow uh, than we do over the seeds that we plant. And he reminds us of this in our text, especially verse 16. We're really looking at, at verse 16 this morning. I chose you, therefore ask the Father in my name, and he will give it to you. Whatever you need for the task of being a mother, for the task that God has set before you, whatever you need to bear the fruit that God has asked you to bear, God says, ask, and he will give it to you. It might be nice if our plants, our corn, could talk to us, right? I need more nitrogen. I need more water. Oh, as farmers, most of you probably know what your plants need, even without them talking to you, but still might be nice. Our Father, of course, knows what we need, even before we ask. Nevertheless, he gives us this gracious promise that if there's anything we lack, anything we need, anything that stands in our way of doing those tasks he has set before us of bearing that fruit, just ask, and it will be ours. Jesus emphasizes this point many times in, in the parables that he, that he speaks, uh, that he, he shares with us. The parable of the vineyard, Jesus emphasizes how he planted that vineyard and gave it everything it needed. He built the wall, he built the watchtower, he made a, dug a well and watered it in soil. Whatever it needed, he gave to that vineyard so that it might produce fruit. In the parable of the talents, remember God gives to three different servants different amounts of talents, but one of them goes and hides it in the ground. And the master is very angry with him. Why would you hide it in the ground? I, I gave you everything you needed to do something useful, to produce fruit, to use that talent. And if there was anything you lacked, you're afraid you were, you're not going to produce fruit. If there's anything you lacked, I, I would have given you that as well. Why did you go and hide it in the ground? At the very least, you could have put it in the bank where it might produce interest. That one servant instead was, was so lazy. Jesus says, if you're afraid that you're not going to do it right, if you're afraid of doing the task set before you, you could have at least tried. Trying and failing is better than hiding it in the ground. And there is nothing that he would not have provided. And of course, the parable of the friend at midnight as well. There, The, the man knocks again and again, asks, for what he needs. And so Jesus encourages us, if there's anything that stands in your way, ask, and it will be yours. Mothers, of course, don't usually choose their own children, but they do certainly often give and give and give all that that child needs. Whatever they need to grow, whatever they need to learn, 
whenever they need to be to become productive adults. Children, <coughs> if, if our children ask us for a ride to the arcade, we might not be so quick to give them that ride, but we would hardly hesitate to make sure they get to school every day, even if we have to drive them ourselves or get to the library if they need it, those things that are good and useful. Mothers and fathers also, but again, it's Mother's Day. <laughs> Give of themselves again and again. Lie, love, time, money, attention. Even sometimes most of their hair so their children can grow and become useful adults. And so God has also, in his love, treated us the same way. Given us uh, more than we ask. Giving even his own son into death so that we might become his own sons. Showing his love for us the same way a mother shows love for their children. God did all this. He chose us. He gave us all that we need to grow. Jesus reminds us in the hope that we might produce fruit. The Bible emphasizes this in many different places. Ephesians 1.4 We are chosen in him that we should be holy and without blame. We are his workmanship created for good works, who gave himself for us to be his own special people, zealous for good works. And First Peter, a chosen generation, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. It would be a very miserable child indeed who produced no fruit at all after all that the mother, the parents give that child. Even a child with severe, disabil severe disabilities can still produce quite a bit of fruit, giving hugs and smiling and laughing and showing their love in, in other ways, being a source of love and comfort to other people. You don't need intelligence or a college degree to do that. And most children do. After all that a parent puts into the child, even if they want to be lazy, they usually still learn something <laughs> and, uh, be, and do something with their life. It doesn't take much, of course, to impress your parents, right? Parents brag about their children almost no matter what they do, <laughs> as long as they are doing something. And uh, <clears throat> in God's grace as well, having given us all that we, all that we need, having showered us with his love, it would be a very miserable return indeed if we produced no fruit at all. And we often do produce fruit that we don't even realize, reflecting God's love in our lives in ways that we don't even know. And yet at the same time, we often take, take God's grace, take God's love, take all of God's gifts and return anger, return unforgiveness, return laziness. This day is a day that has specially been set aside for us to remember the love that our mothers have given to us and return at least some small portion of that love back to them. And God calls us in our text this morning to remember all that God has given to us and granted to us and to return some small portion, not only back to him, but to those who live around us. Luther reminds us in his catechism, in the 
explanation to the second article that, God, that Jesus did all this, that we should be his very own and live under him in his kingdom and serve him in everlasting innocence, righteousness, and joy. We indeed will produce that fruit of righteousness in that life which is to come. Oh, we pray that God would help us to produce even more fruit uh, in this life as well. I think very few of us worry that our mothers are going to stop talking to us or disown us or in some other way show anger to, towards us if we uh, are not famous enough or are not rich enough. They love us because we are their children and they love us uh, despite our failings often. And the same is true for our Father in heaven. We don't have to worry that uh, his love is going to turn away from us or he is going to forsake us because we aren't as good as preaching or aren't as good as missionary work as the Apostle Paul because we haven't made a name for ourselves in that way. He showed his love for us in sending his, his son to die for us. And despite our many failings and our many sins, he has called us and made us his children and heaven is ours through faith in Christ Jesus, despite how much or how little or how pitiful our fruit might be. Nevertheless, having received all this, these great gifts from our Father, we pray that we might become useful and productive in his kingdom as we pray every Sunday and every time we pray the Lord's Prayer that we might learn to do his will on earth. Having become his children, we pray that we might bear fruit uh, in his love. Amen. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.